Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. We have a conversation here with the great people, musicians. They're gonna share their wisdom, their stories, and more. So get comfortable, prepare some snacks, and enjoy. Local music heroes. <laughs> I do remember that. I was like, I'm just gonna hold this fucking beat, man. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. Okay, how you doing, Zach? I'm I'm super glad to be here at, at your place, and we record this the podcast, which called Local Music Heroes, and we right now with Zach Zach Craig. If I say it right, right. Zach Craig. You can say whatever you um, want, baby. It's my closest friend, and we play a ton of shit of music together. Mm. And uh, I'm really excited about this podcast because <laughs> it's, it, it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. Uh, so uh, before, so I want to start it, like make it uh, so the people will understand. Um, people will understand where you come from, like music wise. <laughs> sure. So they they gonna understand a little bit more, and like later, I'm gonna. I usually I like, cut my. Uh, my questions I, I listen when I'm editing mm. and like Your fuck this kind of... like fuck this idiot because I, <laughs> I listen my like my ugly English oh and I'm like it doesn't make any sense how they understand me you know and I like caught it and then just like said it again I, like I was there <laughs> and just recorded just pass it there so I'll probably change it this question but anyway I think you're great I think it's great I, I think it's part of the part of um my personality it right? is who i am i think it, and i think it also it's like uh it's part of what makes uh our relationship yeah good yeah it's a mis it's a, it's a misunderstandings which for the most part have been good yeah for the most part for the most part there was just one there was one little there's one little hiccup at the beginning <laughs> Oh yeah, we probably should mention that how we met, uh, how how we met each other. So uh, let me let me t- <laughs> let me tell a story. I will tell a story in the beginning. So how how we met with Zach. So I remember. So Zach, like quick quick history. So he's a, like an old, not an old, like Damn, a um, fuck you, bitch, <laughs> like a marine guy. He was like he's like like he's like six three, six four, no. right? Six. Three? It's just my personality, bro. Probably. But no. six two I'm for about, sure. I'm I'm about I'm about six one ish. Six one and a half in that realm. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. So and then he's a big, big fucker. <laughs> and I remember we was in an emerald or something, and he made a like a shitty joke or something. But like <laughs> that's what I felt. Uh we we were sitting at the table and he said something, and I'm like, what bitch? What you like it's a and I, I went to like restroom or something. Mm-hmm. I came back and you like said something again. And I'm like, you know what? It's called the, like ch- cheap. You try to get the cheap respect around the like people around. So yeah. And did it I was tell just you sarcasm. like sarcasm? Yeah. It was just all sarcasm. And did I tell you like something? We can go. I didn't tell you we can go outside on talking. That was some. I, I didn't say that because that you would did? be a mistake. <laughs> 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 but it was uh, close. There to was that, kind of like a. Um, if 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 we were to go outside, something might happen. Type of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was that, that was I didn't know that how close to the trouble I was. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I didn't shit. like him in the beginning, but then I figured yeah. that was the language barrier and those are jokes. Because the one thing what I love Zach because of his like uh, humor and that was part of it. What I didn't get it in the beginning, which is which is fun. But then everything get closer. Well, so I actually went outside. And I was like, hey, man, 
that was not an actual fucking thing. I think it is a language barrier. Um, like, dude, I actually highly respect you as a musician, as a person. And it was just jokes. And we've always joked, even before we really connected. It was always kind of jokes here and there. And um, and so I was, and then after that, I just said, hey, man, like, I'm straight up. And if I, uh, you'll know if if it's a real fucking thing, you'll know. But yeah, I remember you didn't say that thing. It just said that on the podcast, but whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I remember you said like, search, I didn't mean it. That I mean, you were a super nice guy. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was shocked. Which I know? am. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, yeah, you were super nice and said like, hey, Serge, I didn't mean anything. But you were like twice bigger. And you're like, hey, Serge, I didn't mean anything. I was like, fuck, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Just, yeah, that was, that, that was, was and funny. then we played a ton of ton of music together yeah um but we will talk later about it sure so i want to just ask you about your how you uh you grew up and do you grew up in family <clears throat> do you have musicians in your family no so you just the only dude who played music who yeah. started play, so how you start playing music um <laughs> it's actually there is a a picture of me i don't think i was even three years old and i have um this like makeshift guitar and I'm just screaming my lungs out as I'm singing to a record. Um, and it was footloose, I believe. And, uh, and so I just, um, and I've always banged on pots and pans. We were poor. We, we grew up, uh, really poor. So obviously no instruments. Um, but it's always something that I've, I've just been, uh, I've been drawn to. And then, uh fourth grade i actually got put into this combo fourth and fifth grade class and um i was allowed to play orchestra and i was like fuck it just so like 12 years old around oh uh, no 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 like nine like nine years old i think fifth grade's 10 but yeah, yeah so it was about nine years old and um and I was just kind of, I've always not been the average or the normal. I gave up recesses. Uh, I was a super dork, uh, orc dork, literally. I would, uh, we didn't have a vehicle to, to fit a six foot base and I had to carry it home. I lived, yeah. about, I lived about a mile and a half away uh, from the school. And I remember, so the base had a, like a backpack straps for the case. So I'd carry that on my back at nine and then I would put my backpack on my front. So I kind of looked like a retarded turtle um, <laughs> walking around and I got made fun of a lot uh, just walking to because I would literally bring it home every day back and forth. And um, but the thing about it is I got super strong at the same time because I had to carry this carry a six foot base around. Um, and I actually didn't. <clears throat> learn how to read music probably until like seventh or eighth grade i would actually just memorize everything the shapes and everything yeah and just how it sounded and i would so i would just memorize um the notes and i would just while i was there i would watch other people because it just didn't click for me at the beginning and um and yeah and so finally they started testing me before i went into high school because they were like you actually need to like know your shit if you're gonna play in a symphony orchestra and so uh i i just really had to like start over and just learn how to read music um 
And so I played all the way up until 11th grade. And then I was a part of a symphony orchestra. And uh, (laughs) uh, the teacher, he was a band guy. And so he was just a fucking dick, man. Like he wasn't, he was just an asshole. And there was four bases and we all knew our shit. Um, I was either second or first chair. Um, and because we only had four and there was like 50 violins or, you know, 13 cellos and all of the, so many other people, they had to work long. So we would just sit there cause we knew our shit. And, um, he like called me out in the middle of class and kind of just started talking shit to me in the middle of class. Like in, in front of everyone. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're, you bass players are just cocky and blah, blah, blah. He's like, and you're the worst one. And, uh, and I was like, and I go, who are you? <laughs> I remember saying that. I was like, who are you? I go, yeah, you are the teacher. Teach me something on the bass. Go. Well, I don't play bass. I play. So then what is your problem? And so I, I, it was probably, I still, it was halfway through the, the quarter or whatever. And I left, I said, I'm done. I left, I actually took a, like a, like a zero in that class because I was like, I'm just not going to do that. And so then I went to uh, the jazz band and the jazz choir and I never sang before. Um, I was always actually really terrified of it. Um, and within, so I had about a half, no, but so start of junior year, I, um, I went in and tried out for the choir, made it, or no, I'm sorry, the original choir, you can just get in. And then there's the scarlet and gold, which for Kamaiakin. And so then yeah, tried out for that, made that. And then I went and I tried out the same time and I went to jazz choir, which was, uh, I think there was only 13 people in there. It was here in Tri-Cities? Yeah. Which school is that? Kamaikan. Kamaikan? Yep. And so I, um, and I made it and I'd never sang before, um, except to myself. And I wasn't expecting to make it. I really wasn't. But I was like, man, fuck it. Let's just see. Just try it. Let's just try it. And I was the only, uh, the only baritone. But it was nice because that transferred over reading music. So I could read the bass clef because you throw treble clef at me and I'm lost. I have no idea. Not a clue. I'm like, thank God it was the same because I was the only one in bass clef and everyone else was in treble, all the tenors and everything else. And so I um, uh, I did that for uh, the rest of the, the year and we did well. I learned a lot. And um, but yeah, that's. Well, and I played a lot of music at church. Oh, like I said, I was poor. No chance of purchasing an instrument. Um, I mean, shit, like, I remember dumpster diving as a kid. Um, we got kicked out of a lot of houses. Um, my dad had three jobs. Um, and so we moved around a lot. We just didn't have any money for any type of instruments, especially. But... That's actually how I started going to church as a kid because they had all the instruments. They had everything. And they were just like, go ahead. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, oh my God. They have every, they sound system. Um, and so because I knew bass very well classically, um, I played uh, kind of in a in the in a church middle school, high school band. 
and um, I would just watch the drummer, and I would just watch him. So that's how you pick it up. So we pick it up your drums, uh, watching someone's playing the church. Yes. Okay. Yep. So when when did you start playing drums? Um. So I must have started playing in like with that church band probably in like seventh or eighth grade. It's a Hillspring church, right? <clears throat> Hillspring, yeah. Formerly, uh, when I was going there, it was Cathedral of Joy. And then formerly, actually at the beginning, when I went, it was Cathedral of the Desert. And so, I don't know. It's probably really shitty. And that's why they keep changing the name to get new people. I don't know. So you basically start watching how the dude playing drums at the church? Yep. Yep. Bryce Hansen was his name. Um, cool guy. Um, he teach you, like, he gave you, like, a couple lessons, so we just watch him play. Not, no, I don't, not that I remember. I don't, I mean, no, basically I, I would just watch as I was playing bass. because I was on, it was going from classical music where it's like bow and and I'm playing, you know, and I'm, it's massive, these pieces and I'd play for, you know, some of our show or uh, concerts or whatever they were called, uh, were three hours long. <laughs> and so, um, to playing made up church music that's like e a d g b d d i mean it's just like boom and sure i could have made it you know a little bit better but um it was very easy so i was just kind of on autopilot honestly and i would just watch him and it was just intrigued me um because again banging on pots and pans i've always had kind of a really good beat and the bass is Part of the rhythm section. Absolutely. The main, if not only, uh, besides the symphony orchestra. Um, and so, yeah, I just watched him and then I would go on my own time. And I remember it was like, I think it was summer and I would sit in this room that they had and I would just turn on the radio. This was back before we had Spotify and Pandora <laughs> and all of this other shit. Right. So, and it would be like 97 rock. Or uh, 106.5 that you go So you just play along with tunes. Yeah. And I would just play that over the speakers and I would go, okay, so this makes this sound. That makes that sound. This is when that is initiating. And I would literally just, that's something that I've always been able to do. If I can look and I can watch someone, I can recreate it. Um, and that's how I learned the guitar as well. I never had any lessons. I've never had any lessons on anything teachers nobody's giving me a lesson except for the bass, the stand-up bass market show, which I haven't played in. So you have one teacher and that one an asshole. <laughs> my high school one, yes. Uh, my high school one, yes. My, uh, well, she was kind of, yeah, they're kind of all were little fucking assholes, actually. Um, but... Uh, so it's like before you went to Army, right? You played there... Uh, Marines. Yeah. Marines, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I know. You almost Marines. got murdered right there, yeah. actually. Marines. I almost threw him out of the window <laughs> right, at, right at that moment. So, so do you have you have, you play that the band before you went to the Marines? <laughs> <laughs> I usually really don't give a fuck. Like honestly, I've gotten to the point oh, where it's funny. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I was actually. Um, oh, so real quick. So yeah, I sat in the um, this room and I did that for pretty much six, 16 hours a day. 16 hours a day? 16 hours a day. Like Charlie Parker. I you know who's the yeah, Charlie Parker? Yeah, yeah. 16 hours a day, but like in within a... Damn. Yeah, it was summer. I had, I was like, 
You were that passion. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. Yeah. And I would, I would wake up and I would go there and I wouldn't leave. And, um, it was perfect. And so I think I did that for maybe two weeks. And after that second week, um, somebody had come into that room while I was playing. They heard me. And then I was up on the big stage of the church, like in front of everyone. And they like record, they video recorded it and everything. Damn, that's a movie. Yeah. That's a movie. And literally I was just this kid that came in and, um, and there was their senior or their main drummer. Oh, what was his name? Super cool guy. Um, uh, Hispanic cat that, um, he, he's had his own band for a long time. And again, I would just kind of be like an alternate, um, and then I would watch him and he, I would just watch what he did. And it was cool. Cause he would also throw in like, um, some, um, Latino or Hispanic type of licks. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Oh shit. I didn't even know you could do that. Like I'm 97 rock, like just mashing <laughs> through it. Um, and then next thing I know, uh, he actually wanted, he was like, I just need a break. You know, they didn't have another drummer. And so I became like their full-time drummer. And so, um, and to basically at the end of that is I started actually getting recruited for the Marine Corps band. And so the, the people would, the, uh, recruiters, excuse me, the people, the recruiters, uh, would come to my church and listen to me and, um, and so recruiters get like this extra little like fucking point, like extra little, whatever that's called, um, extra points basically, because not a lot of fucking people who play, um, music want to be in the Marines. It's not kind of, it's uncommon, um, but they still have a really good Marine Corps band. And at first I was all good in it. I was like, yeah, I was like, let's do it. I get, I get a, get away from here, which was always something that I just had to do. I could not be that guy that stays here for not that it's a bad place but i couldn't be here for oh yeah tristan has been here my whole life never left or like i just couldn't (laughs) i would lose my fucking mind (laughs) um and so literally i just um but at the last second i really started thinking about it and i um i was like i just i really started thinking and i started doing like some research and i was like man you know music Nobody has ever told me to do music. Actually, the opposite. You know, everyone has been more, why are you doing this? Or it's dorky or made fun of or. Really? Oh, especially for orchestra? Hell yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So they would say that you, they would think you're a weirdo or something if you just do that? Absolutely. <sighs> so band, so it's literally the, the like, like the known, like everyone knows like band geek. Right. Oh, you went to band camp. You're a band geek. You're a nerd. That type of thing. Well, the flip side of that is orchestra, and we're orc dorks. So we're so we were dorks, but in the same realm that we were super nerds, or we were um, antisocial, or um, that type of uh, stigma, basically. And I was antisocial, so I was a part of that, which was fine. Um, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not in, and that's another thing. Not until I started playing in church was it like accepted and cool. 
by the masses. And so that, that was actually like, I felt like, holy shit, like these people actually enjoy real music. They actually enjoy, um, and you can, you can, and that's another thing is you can feel the energy off the people of them enjoying it. So when, when did you start feel this, uh, that joy while you're playing? What, what do you think in music take yourself away somewhere while you was practicing those 16 hours or it was before or later? It was before actually. Um, I'd probably say in middle school, I actually, because I used to work, I've worked my entire life. Like I started, we were again, poor. <laughs> it wasn't like, like, like not um, like school lunches. I didn't eat school lunches. Because um, you have to pay for that, right? Yeah. And fucking, I don't know how much it was at the time. I think like three or four bucks a day though. And that was... So literally I would in fourth grade, usually it's only the fifth graders, but in fourth grade, because I was in the combo class again, um, I went into the, uh, I was allowed to uh, work in the kitchen. And so I would clean dishes, um, help with prep, um, but mainly cleaning and like- um, For food. For, for the kids. Damn. Absolutely. And so I would, yeah, I remember- um the big giant sinks and the, like the i don't know how to explain that but it's like the hose that and it's like on a, yeah. like a spring right and i would just be in there and just like hosing that down and setting up the stuff so i would get let out of class early because i absorbed the information like all my tests i was when i look back i was relatively smart let's just say that um even though I felt stupid, I guess, but I did um, because I didn't, I don't learn. I didn't learn like most of the other people. Um, and so I'd get out of class early, go to lunch, put on my apron, which didn't help the coolness factor at all. But again, it's saving my family money or it's just eating lunch. Like you don't know what that's like unless you've never, you watch everyone else eat and you just sit there. Um, and so, <laughs> and so then, um, I started doing a side hustle actually then, um, because I would, I asked the cooks if I could set two trays of pizza aside every week. I think it was like Wednesdays and they were cool with it. They're like, yeah, sure. Okay. I was like, they're going to get, they're, they're already sold basically. And everyone like. I, I don't want to say would jizz their pants because they were like fourth or fifth graders or, or even younger kids, but they would just go and lose their shit over this fucking pizza. I had like little tiny pepperonis mm -hmm. in it and they're square. And it was like the best fucking thing that you ever tasted to these people. And I'm like, okay. So I would set two trays aside and I would go either. I didn't really do recess cause I was playing music, but through the classes, um, everyone in my class, I would go up and be like, Hey, I got pizza, five bucks a slice. How many do you want? And there was kids that would come in and they'd have 20 bucks a day for, for lunches. It was a public school, right? Yeah. And so, and there was just, yeah. And so some people would do, there, I had this guy that would order or that would be, uh, that wanted uh, five slices every week. 
And so, and I, I, don't, I can't remember how many slices there were in the thing, but either way, I would come out of that every week with like an extra hundred dollars, $150 for my own personal gain. And so I would save that plus mowing lawns, plus working for my, uh, my dad who was starting his own business at the time, didn't really get paid for that, but either way, and I bought a guitar. And so how old you were? Nine. 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 Damn. Yeah. Do you remember the, your, your first guitar? It was a Yamaha. I, I, it was like a, I don't even know if it goes, does it go down to 150? I want to say it was like a one. I don't know if it goes down. I think it was a super, I think it was like a hundred or is it was like one of the 199 special type of a kit things uh, in a box. Right. And so it was cheap. It was a cheaper one, but not like, <laughs> not broken shit that I just had to put together, but it worked. Um, and so, uh, family life was difficult growing up for me and in a lot of different ways. And so I would just sit in my room, play not guitar. bother, play guitar, even though I didn't know how to play, but I knew the first four strings from the bass. And so I would pluck and then I would, I didn't even know if they were right. Cause we didn't have the internet at my house. We didn't have a computer at my house um, until I was in high school. We didn't have a computer. And so I was like, this sounds good. I don't know what it is. This is a G. And then I would just figure out what my fingers were and to make it sound the best that I thought it would be. And that's how. And so that is when I could tell that literally my, my mom and my dad would come in and be like, are you good? I'm like, yeah. I'm great. <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you doing? Uh, they're like, oh, you've just, we haven't heard from you in four or five hours. And I'm like, yeah, I'm great. I'm just going to keep going. And so it was an escape for sure. Um, it's always has been, it's always been my own thing. And um, it is. So that's when you felt you like music will took you away from, from, life or a problem or anything so was, that was but kind of like a cure 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 sure cure it was a, it was escape cure escape cure. however you want to call that um because everything else in my life at the time it was kind of because i would get good test scores but um i struggled with like add adhd um growing up in my life and so um homework I never really did it. Um, so it's just not your thing. You just like, fuck it. Yeah, basically. And, and I figured, okay, what's the point of homework to get good grades on the test, right? In my mind, that's the end goal. You understand the information to get a good test score. I'm getting good test scores. I went into, I went from third or I went third grade, I tested off the charts for reading, writing, mathematics. I think they did spelling at the time because you were little. And um, and so I uh, I got put into this uh, higher fourth and uh, fourth grade was on the left side. Fifth grade was on the right side, but we learned the same stuff. Um, and so I, I was like, I don't understand why I have to do this homework. I'm understanding everything. I'm testing high. All my tests, look at them. And so 
and even if I did do the homework, like my parents were like, my parents both worked too. So we were alone a lot, like almost all the time. And so, but they would like, they would get calls. Why does like, why doesn't he turn his homework in? Uh, he has a D plus, even though his test scores are A's, he has a D plus in the class because homework is 60% or mm-hmm. sometimes maybe even a little bit higher of the total grade. And so then I'd get in trouble for that. And I was just like, by the way, when I grew up, we never had that system. The, the only the only thing what was matter in the final test. If your final test good, you're good. Nobody right. like cares to like. I mean, they like they do put like some grades for that, but it goes over the years. I mean, it's similar, but not as as strict as here. Right. And I and I just don't. Again, I think it's. And I, I think it's. I hope it's changing. I think it's changing. I don't know, but it's. You know, we we all learn differently. Um, and to say to make especially a kid feel stupid, even though he is blowing people out of the water test wise. Um, it, it's really counterproductive, honestly. And so, cause then I start feeling stupid, like, Oh, well, I'm getting really bad grades. So that must mean that I'm stupid. I'm bad. And I would get in trouble all the time. But then again, I was, all over the place mentally. And even when I did do my homework, I would like go on these little adventures on my own and I would get to school and like my backpack would be, the zipper would be open and my homework would fell out on the way to school. I wouldn't have it. My mom's like, <laughs> the teacher would call my mom and be like, no, no, I put it in his backpack and I put it in this folder, go look at it. And they're like, it's not there. They're like, how? <laughs> Wow, I watched I watched him do it. I put it in his backpack and it was very like and even when um that happened, I still didn't do it. And so I never got really high grades. And I, I think I was on the honor roll one time. Um, even though I tested, I always tested well. Um, but yeah, that was music. Nobody could tell me anything about it. I had no one in my family that could be like, oh, you're doing it wrong, or oh, you're not. You could do this and this and this and this. And so... And there, there was no YouTube there, right? To like, hell like, oh no, YouTube wasn't a thing. I don't even know if Google was alive at that point. Maybe. But I didn't have it. My first... Our first... We did have a computer. I lied. I'm sorry. We did have a computer. It was... <laughs> we got it at a yard sale. I think for like 25 that bucks. That was they download the page like every... Like one oh, slice. Is that going. was our good computer. That was later in high school. Our first computer had this, you put, <laughs> you. it was a giant black flop, like floppy disk. I, I, I'm making these uh, <laughs> hand gestures, even though I'm on it, but it's like, I don't know, probably like they're, they're huge. I mean, they're like eight by eight inches. That was a processor, like big one. And on the top you have it like a monitor or something. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And you would have to like, ka-chunk. <laughs> Throw this fucking black uh, big floppy disk. And then you would have to like load it up. It would go to the loading screen. Oh, it's like MS-DOS or something. That was like black and white yep. or like blue and white. Uh, and I just... think it was black and green. But yeah, black or yeah. black. It might have been black and white. But either way. Oh, yeah. And so then you have to type in all of the code just to get it going. Yeah. What? I have no, we didn't grow up in that world. And so it just sat there. Um, And then in high school, 
we finally got like a computer computer um but even then we're still didn't make a lot of money and um the only time that we would have the internet access is off of a uh phone no oh no off of uh did you guys ever i don't know if over there did the first internet we had is just like add to your like your phone you know like the like cable phone what do you have and from there you can connect to a computer with a switch oh. and you have like i don't know like five kilobits a second or so they yes. just like download it super super yeah long. and you couldn't be on the computer and the phone at the same time yeah yes that is exactly i'm sorry yes um but we couldn't afford the internet for a month, but AOL at the time sent, God, this is aging me, sent CDs with like a thousand free hours or 500 free hours. That was it. That was our internet. So once those thousand hours or 500 hours or whatever they sent out, that's it, it. Through, the ma- through the snail mail, by the way, like through mail mail, that's it. There's no more. And so, and that was the one exactly like you were saying, (laughs) if you needed to search anything, hopefully type in the right address, right? (laughs) Hopefully you didn't fuck that up or else, (laughs) good God. Um, And then it would be like a third of the screen. And then you'd like walk away for a bit, do whatever you needed to do. And then you come back and be like half screen. You're like, all right, we're (laughs) we're cruising. I got the right address. Okay, we're here. You see the bottom of it? Cool, cool, cool. What was your first band? Do you remember your first band and when you started playing in the band? My first band? Um, honestly, it was that it was the church band. I don't even think that we actually had a name. Um, it was kind of an odd setup. Um, it was me as a bass player, Bryce Hansen, like I said. Uh, he was a year older than me. Um, and then we had uh, this guy, amazing man, uh, Evan Gross. Um, he still plays music to this day. Um, but he was like Gross is a last name or just nickname? No, Evan Evan okay. Gross. I yeah, yep, it's his last name, Evan Gross. Uh, <laughs> 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 stupid. Uh, but uh see, I'm getting better in American uh-huh. humor and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're getting there. Your humor is actually okay. Side note, your humor is actually refreshing. I will say either way. So, um, but he was like out of high, he must've been like 18, 19, 20 in that range. And we were, I don't know, 13, 14 in that realm. And he played the guitar and sang, but we would take like Weezer songs and we would turn them like churchy. Churchy Weezer songs. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of dope, right? I yeah. mean, um, and he would, and he was, he was a great guitarist. Um, and I would do some backup vocals every once in a while. Um, but yeah, we would just outside. We play. We would play at the church camps. <laughs> it's making me sound cooler and cooler all the time. <laughs> um, uh, we sometimes we would play at the big stage. Um, but usually just in like the high school or the middle school, we would go and just, uh, perform. And, um, yeah, that was like my first taste. And I was awkward as fuck because usually I was used to, I am more of a naturally until I got into the Marines. I'm, I would say that I was a more of an introvert. Um, I had to learn how to be an extrovert and all of 
that fucking craziness because if you don't you'll get eat up and spit out um but it was the first time that i was i very i was very i remember my palms just being sweaty i probably was just like sweating out my asshole and stage fry and stuff absolutely and that that still stuck with me even when i started playing at the emerald of siam uh that was a different reason because i was learning how to reintegrate into normal society uh, from so you live across the emerald right so you went there to emerald uh van jensen running that Von yep. Jensen. Von Jensen. I met him through a different place, but at that time he run the um he run the gem night over the Emerald of Siam. Yes. <laughs> over the Emerald of Siam. Yes, and he did. Um and I would I was still really um uh, like I said, I was in a bad place. Um like I I struggled leaving my house. Um it was just I mean, sitting by by yourself, just eating yourself all the time, and just like you want, just want to get out, right? Well, yeah, but even you know, checking, like walking in, and I know where the exits are, or do they have uh, like trip wires, like stuff that doesn't like that you don't. And you send so your wall should be behind you. Nothing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, just you know, not people not behind. Yeah, I'd always sit. I'd always sit on a wall. So I don't have people just coming and it's not like I, it's a weird place to live. And sometimes I'm still there. Um, I've gotten a lot better. Um, but it's like, I'll still, even to this day, like when someone walks behind me, like I'll tuck my neck down. So that way it's not like you can just come up behind me. It's just, it's a, I'm very just aware. And so, but I would just go to the Emerald and I would, I'd have to force myself. Like I was like, I'm just going to fucking do this. I'm just going to do this. And, um, and I would just sit there and I would just, I went one first night, uh, Monday night and just listened to everybody and just listened and just took it in. And then I went a second one and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to come from this. Um, but what I'm doing right now isn't working um, for me, for my family, for anyone. And so I, um, I just kept going and probably by maybe like the fourth or fifth week, maybe even less, oh, about probably about fourth or fifth week. Um, Von Jensen came up to me and was like, and he started talking to me. Um, I was, I still probably am not a, like a really approachable guy. I've been told, um, people don't spark up conversations with me. Normally I don't walk around with like a smile on my face. I kind of got that beat out of me, but, um, but he finally came up to me and he goes, and he started talking to me and he goes, I, the thing that I remember, he goes, I know you play something. And I'm like, how would he know that? Right. Like how, like why, like you don't know me. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he's a bigger guy, but that doesn't, that wasn't anything, but he was just, and I go, man, honestly, I haven't picked up an instrument at that point in almost, in almost 10 years. And I was just like, man, I was like, and I, at that, and really at that point I'd always played bass or drums. And 
there was spots open, but it wasn't like when we were going where, or not as much, at least when I first started going, there wasn't just a ton of musicians or I didn't know them. I didn't know that there were musicians. I didn't know anyone there. And so like, to, oh, I'll play drums for you. I didn't know you could do that or I'll play bass for you. And so, um, but when I first started going, I started playing guitar again. So you didn't hop on the drums right away. <laughs> you started playing just guitar. Yeah. The first thing I did was I played, uh, yeah, I played one of, I l literally just relearned, um, how to play a song. And I, from the first day that I, or first week that I went back to the Emerald, I, uh, just started kind of plunking along and singing and, um, I used it as, and I've told the owners of the Emerald, like it was really a saving grace for me because, um, I got out of my uncomfortable or my little comfortable world that I put myself in and it made me get out of that and, uh, just be more comfortable. And I was sh terrified the first fucking time. I mean, it was bad because every other time that I'd ever played a music, there was lots of, there was either lots of people or I would stand in the back. I played bass. Nobody fucked really most normal people who don't put, who don't play music or just there to enjoy don't really notice the bass thank you sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're welcome sorry you okay are i would say you and like obviously like really high professionals um are an exception um but for the most part and because of probably my tib tib timidness um you really don't. You don't know a lot of fucking like super famous bass. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I came here to listen to the fucking bass player. Okay, it's just not. It's just not a thing. <laughs> uh, or the. I mean, there are obviously exceptional drummers, and people do have more towards the drums. Um, but being on a stage by myself with the guitar, first time ever, just singing by myself, and I. That's why I like Emerald because I've seen. I was there. Every Monday night for like a couple of years. Yeah. I love that place. Yep. And I play a lot of music with a lot of people. And I've seen so many people who like playing for the first time in their life and the support with Emerald gave. That was unbelievable. People just like start feeling, oh, I'm home. People really support me. I can mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, it was like, so that's when, so me and John started running the open mics for a while. There was a girl that came in with her aunt and uh it was the first time that she really she'd ever played like that her aunt played piano she was like a or keyboard uh and she i think she was like a teacher and she just sang i think she was 14 at the time uh maybe yeah and she sang and what an incredible voice like it literally you've heard her before i honestly can't remember her name right now but um and I remember just going up to them and I was like, okay, don't, don't be weird. Don't be intimidating type of a thing. I'm walking <laughs> up to two girls. I have to like, it sucks that I have to think about this stuff, but I've been made aware uh, by multiple people that um, apparently I have like first impressions can be a little um, intimidating sometimes. And, uh, and I said, Hey, I just really want to tell you, like, you were amazing. And I, really hope you come back and I really hope or at least keep going on what you're doing um 
and she moved away for a while, came back, and I've you know seen her play many times. And she actually plays guitar now. I think I, I think I remember we were sitting at the table. You told me, oh, that's that girl who yep. was fourteen. <clears throat> I remember that. Yep, a hundred percent. And that and you know she did come back, and I think she, yeah, I think she's like eighteen, nineteen now. Um, but she's kind of played in like little bands, and um, I don't want to say little, but she's played in bands, and um, and she's kept going, and. Um, I think that, and from what I've talked to her, because she's pretty awesome, she's had a hard life too, and I can relate to that. And so to have a place to go and do something that you're passionate about, even when it's really fucking hard, um, is, is uh, like I said, it, it, it could have very much possibly um, saved my life. Um and then from when Von Jensen, I started playing more and then I started playing drums and they're like, holy crap, you can play drums. And I sucked shittily. I was terrible. God awful terrible at the beginning because I just hadn't played in so long and I'd never been taught and I've never played with randoms. And so how to gauge, you know, we'd always practice beforehand or, you know, for church and we'd always, you know, this is what we're going to do. And it's very, and so to just go off the cuff or, it was so unusual for me to just be like, oh, we're just making this up as we go. Like, oh, the fuck? I think that's the best people who go on the gem nights, who really go and who really play. I think that's the beautiest of the gem night. Absolutely. It's when you like made it up on stage. Absolutely. I, I think it's the most joy I probably have. 100%. It just play it. Yeah. And I remember we're looking at each other like, like you look at me like, search what it's going to be. I like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, are like, we, we going to keep building this? Are we are we dropping this down? Are we coming back? Are we where are we at? This I've gone into sometimes where I'm playing drums, and like I'll go into this thing, and I'm like I don't know where this is coming out on the other end of this. And I, I just want to bring one story, not one story. There was a lot of stories, but one of them. Um, I remember when we playing uh, a gem night. So it's usually a lot of stuff you made it up on stage, and we just mm -hmm. end up a lot like really good stuff mm -hmm. and a lot of people love it so i remember we playing in uh you know like um if you musicians you will get it so well you have a, in a gemini so any music you have drop thing and then you just build it up again yeah like a to story. make people yeah people interesting and i remember we drop it and like i i like you know like communication on the stage you're like hey drop it you know yeah, everyone's yeah. like boom uh -huh. and i remember you already started loud like not loud but just <laughs> just and I'm like, I remember the first time when Probably. it was, I'm like, I play and I'm like, okay, how are you going to build it up? And I'm like, it's going to be like, my, my thought was, he's not going to fuck it up. And you, my, my thought was like, it's going to be hard to build it up. And I remember, <coughs> you know, we're building for the eight bars yeah. and I, you know, like music tells you what it needs more or not. And I figure it's going to be another eight bars. And I'm like, where are you going to go right now? I'm in uh -huh. my mind. And you still going up and you still going up. And I, I remember like everyone's feel it but i never thought it can be even more right it's not about the like how hard you hit it's just that tension it is and it's just more and more and I'm like uh -huh. wow it feels i mean when you like it's happened when you never practice that stuff it's happened on the fly it's give you like goosebumps oh, and i remember i'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps right and, now and absolutely that, same and yeah. i remember like wow that's and that's why i love playing with you because like you have that dynamic even though like you said you start loud <laughs> and i like being like as a drummer like yeah. dynamic thing it's a kind of a thing for drummers sure. for any musicians but sure. especially for drummers mm -hmm. but like 
build it that that much tension that was like incredible that's why i love to play with you because it's 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 so much fun T talking about that uh what kind of lesson what kind of lesson have you learned on the stage do you remember any like moments when you like because you learn something on the stage and like on the fly or you're like whoa that's cool or wow that's awesome or ah that's messed up or something what kind of lesson i mean you remember there there has i mean there's for me and how i learn like i said it is you know i can watch or it's i, I feel it um and so it again for me because when I coming from how I started playing, which was either classical music, which is I know when the changes are coming. I know when it's a crescendo or a decrescendo or if we're switching keys or um, going to pizzicato. I mean, it's all written. Right. So and I've already so I know I so that way everyone is exactly well as you could be on and um and same with church, you know, we'd go in the week prior, you, um, you practice, this is how it's going to be. Um, and they were actually like, really, they had to reel me back in a lot of times because I would start to go off or I'd go too loud or I'd throw in fills and they'd be like, it's just too much. God <laughs> is not this rock and roll. Like, throw it back a little bit. Or like it would just, it would, it would just, it, or it would just be overpowering of, of them. And, um, but do you remember any kind of the thing? Like, I know it's kind of the random question, but it, I think it's kind specific. of cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the fly, I, I, it would just be absorbing. Like, I, I don't, I can't, you know, from Kedrick, to you um again I, I can't i can't really just say this is where i learned this from or this is what i uh you know like because we never just sit down and have like lessons or, or for the most part really um i would say just learning to listen more um that's the big one huge learning to listen more Oops. and um I've noticed a lot of people like so concentrate on the instruments to think, oh, that's going to be the thing. Uh -huh. But I think. Um, cohesiveness. Yeah, it's like cohesiveness. And by the way, I know this word. Here you go. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and from. Um, we have a one mouth, right? What we have on our face, one mouth and two ears. So you need to listen twice, twice more than you're talking. Same thing with music. You have to listen twice more than you playing, and that's getting. I agree. Yeah, listen. That's I thank you to bring it up because it's that will help a lot of people too. It's the I think is the best lesson. It's like the number one I would say is because again, like the story that you told that I started, you know, I started louder than I probably should have, <clears throat> but um, that's. Probably, uh, you know, I wasn't listening as much as I should have. Um, sure, I recovered. Absolutely. But the more you listen and you can feel when it's on. I mean, that pocket feeling and only musicians are really going to understand when you're in that. It's like it's kind of kind of like snowboarding or like surfing. Like when you catch that wave, 
and you guys are all around. It's like tandem surfing or tandem uh, snowboarding where everyone's kind of riding this wave. Um, it's a I, it's a hard experience unless you've done it like you obviously know, but it's like it's like moving as as one mechanism instead of four or five different ones. I remember I asked myself, I was sitting at home by myself and I'm thinking, why am I playing music? Like all the like weird questions you're asking yourself. And then I remember asking myself, for instance, like maybe because I didn't make too much money of, of music and like maybe, you know, like you get close to 30, you're like, maybe I should do something more efficient or more something than will bring me more money or start other business sure. or anything. And like, I ask myself a question. Okay, Serge, if just for instance, choose, you can get $10 million and not playing music to the rest of your life. Uh -huh. Like not even one touch you instrument. Even, yeah, yeah. And my answer yeah. was like, you, hell no. If you touch that instrument, you go to jail and there's yeah, yeah. So, or $10 million and you are going to be yeah. settled to the rest of your life. Yep. Like, I mean, if you do this smartly, why? Uh, like, sure. And I like, hell no, because that thing would you lock on the stage with musician would they feel that pocket and people like audience feel that and it's kind of one energy going around you cannot buy this you cannot mm -hmm. buy this it's just you you cannot there's nothing i'm not gonna say there's nothing else like it because i mean i think it's it's a lot i think that's what it, you know i know lots of rich people i have lots of friends that are either family money or you know they're very successful um you know making eight hundred thousand dollars a year making you know just stupid amounts of money and they're good at what they do but they're not happy they're miserable not all of them some of them so it's to me it is something that i will never not play music there's not enough i would go I do have a son to think about. And so that is a, another factor of my life that like, yeah, I have to it's provide. Priorities. I have right. to provide. I can't just, uh, I can't just, you know, um, be on the street um, and playing music. But, um, but I would actually, if, if I didn't have my son, like I would probably be okay with that um, because I mean, I, you know, from Bob Marley to, so many musicians, you know, riches um, go so much deeper than than money. So like you would rather be happy than rich, right? It's one of those thousand percent. There's nothing. I mean, you can't take it with you. Sure, it can make you more comfortable. And if you think of more money as it can buy, like if I were to make like if I were when I when I start to make more money in that realm, I'm treating it more as freedom to then do more music or that or the things other things that you know make me happy um meditation i would say is one that has helped me a lot but we're all looking for that space where you stop thinking where you're in that moment and um because i feel like when you are in that moment time doesn't fucking matter um and it's just it's 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 a whole different thing and and music is something i actually was uh i was at a uh what was it it was like a i'm not like a 
sports person really i like to play it but um everyone was oh shit was it the super bowl it might have been the super bowl fuck anyways uh went over to this guy's house really nice house and his son plays drums and they had a drum set set up and my dad uh was like zach you should just like jump on the drum set and i was like this is awkward like everyone's like chowing down watching football he was like no go for it and the um owner of the house that i know really well too um he was like yeah just give us give us a little something and i started just going um and that was the first time that my dad was ever like wow i wish i could do something like that because my dad was a big like he played basketball like three times a week he used to run marathons a uh, very physical person who was also in the Marines and he did crazy stuff with physical stuff. I mean, for uh, running a 410 mile, what? That's not a normal human thing <laughs> for most people. Um, but he's like, he recognized that they both did because they both played basketball together that I really, they both said, I really wish I would have picked up some musical instrument because now that they're 60 plus years old, we can't play basketball anymore. We can't do those things. And so you you lose that part of you. And that and that part of you makes you happy. And you see 80 plus year old people playing music to this on stage. I mean And playing really good. And playing really good because they've been playing for so long. And so it's like I saw that was the first time, and that wasn't that long ago. I saw that was really like eye-opening to me to see kind of like a regret of someone that is 30 plus years uh, to my, uh, you know, my senior. And so I know in my heart that this is something I'll do for the rest of my life, whether that's for someone or for me. So tell us how you got in the band named coast. Oh, so it was kind of a world. It's kind of of a of a whirlwind, honestly. Um, started going to the jam nights summer of uh, spring summer of 2015, and uh, I was actually dating. It's kind of a weird place, but I was dating this girl who worked with a guy, uh, Tim. Uh, I won't give his last name, but um and Tim, the punk rock drummer yeah 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 and uh and we kind of just and then i actually was like because it seemed like he was hitting on the girl that i was dating at the time he was he was her boss and he kind of had this like i'm better than you attitude right like um and then i saw him at the emerald and then i saw him play he was fucked drunk as shit and but he didn't give any shits and he's up there and everyone's kind of playing like lighter stuff mm -hmm. and uh he's just punk rocking it <laughs> all i heard was the drums <laughs> and it fucking made me laugh it just made me laugh and and so um i gotta i don't even he doesn't even remember that night, honestly, because he was just so smashed. Um, but I saw him again and we started uh, talking and we actually became really good friends. Um, and then he was like, hey, there's uh, these two other people that are wanting to start something. Um, so he tell you that? Yeah. 
Well, and he goes, I want to introduce, he introduced me to um, Bridget and John. And um, John had just gotten out of the Air Force. So he literally got back, I think, in like October or November. um, And then uh, met Bridget and uh, we went into, uh, we started just kind of playing around. And I was thinking... I was going to play guitar like I was going to because I was like, Tim, he's a drummer. He's going to play drums, right? Like I was like, yeah, naturally. So I was like, fuck, dude, I'm not that great at guitar right now. Like I'm not that great. Sure. If you want me as a backup and I'll strum along, that's fine. But I'm really I'm not a guitarist. Like, I mean, I can I can play. Um, And then I heard Bridget just shredding, looking like a tiny Hawaiian fucking guitar goddess and i was like oh no this isn't gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna be in the background just 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 drumming along while she's like i'm like oh no this is gonna be terrible um but he was like oh no you're gonna play drums and i'm tim tim is gonna play the guitar and i was like oh okay cool so tim was part of the band he i didn't was, know that he I was, thought that was a trio in the beginning. Uh-uh. He was it it he was probably only a part of that for a month. It basically happened how I thought it was going to happen for me on guitar. He was just like I'm not keeping up cuz Tim's Tim is great at a lot of things. And he's he's good at writing. He is a good drummer. Uh he just has his pocket of what he likes to play. Um he's also really good at recording though. And, um, and so it went from him being like re- guitarist, partial recording to I'm just recording you guys. And me and Tim, we would play, we played a song, like we recorded a song. Um, and then we would spend like, fuck, like 14 hours just going through and like making sure every, all the levels are right or there needed to be more kick here and just going through and like um and then it just kind of got to this place where he was like bridget's amazing john's great bassist and zach is an all right drummer at the time i mean i was okay i was all right i was getting better i was practicing a lot i was learning and but again i pick stuff i can pick stuff up quickly i believe um because Hadn't touched an instrument in 10 years. And now I went from, oh, I'm going to play every, I didn't even go every, I didn't go every week, but I'm going to play every once in a while on Monday Night Jams to, okay, let's practice fucking four times a week for four to six hours and start recording. Like, oh my God. And so, um, so yeah, he just became kind of a recording for us and then it just became a trio um and we played more open mics von jensen was a big part of that uh and then and then how you got to the like a band competition yeah so we s- basically started in either like late december but like early january is what i remember early january and then um i want to say it was like april it was like late march early april Oh, it was 
it was April because my ID was expired and they wouldn't <laughs> let me stay past uh, 10.30 to hear the announcement of who won. Um, but we just, again, we practiced and we practiced and we practiced and we went up against, uh, it was at a battle of the bands at the Emerald, so 2016. And these bands have been together for years, a lot of them, two, three, four years. We were, we had been together for not even, for three months. And, um, we went and yeah, we got first from the judges you got first place? We we did. We won wow. first place. Um and again, so because my even though I was 27 or 26, 27, 20, no, I was probably almost 28. Uh because it was my ID, I hadn't got my new license yet. It was like a couple days. They were like, "Oh man, you got to wait outside." So I literally played and then they kicked me out and I had to wait outside. And so it was like, this is what I heard. It was like, and I was like, <laughs> did we, did we get it? and John and Bridget come running out and they're like, we won first place from the judges. What? I was like, fuck yeah, dude, like dope. And, um, and so then they go back in, I'm still waiting outside. And then I thought that you could only win one thing. Like we won it from the judges, first place. Someone else had to win first place from the audience. Mm-hmm. Not the case. And so they go through second, third, blah, blah, blah. I think it's just second and third. And then they were, and it sounded the same, right? For, uh, from their audience. And the first place is, <laughs> it's not like toast. And I was like, that's gotta be us, right? I don't think there's any band like toast or most. I don't know. And so John and Bridget come running out again. And then they're like, um, we took first place from, uh, from the audience as well. And so I don't know how much money we got. I can't remember, but we won, I think it was like, like five or 600 bucks. Um, but we got recording time right here at like C3 church. Uh, we p- had like a little EP. It wasn't really. Was did War Peggle? Yeah, Jason. Jason. He did a fantastic job. Um, again, it was our first recording. Playing to a click track is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's fucking weird. Um, and But it was, again, it was, I, I, I feel I know nothing for the most part. But I, I, I feel also that I pick up on things. And so I was in there and I listened to the click. I played it one time as like a practice. Mm-hmm. And then the second time they already had played their pre-recorded stuff. Right. That's so a the, trick. That's the trick. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. They played it to the click track. And then now I'm playing to them and the click track. I think that's how it goes. Yes. And so, and I, I actually killed it and this other guy that apparently he's been a drummer for a long time with the church he came in he's a photographer um he goes dude how long have you been playing to a click track for he goes that was amazing he's like you just and i go i've never played to a this is the first time huh i go (laughs) yeah i go i this is the second take take. (laughs) the actual first take because the other one wasn't it was just it wasn't being recorded he goes Shut the fuck up. And I was like, because 
I knew that he would like went to the church here and I was like, oh shit, you're going to hell, dude. He just said that. Oh, uh, he was a super cool guy. And he goes, You're kidding me. And I go, no. I think it's a lot of things coming from the your like classical background, because like internal time mm -hmm. and the classical music is a huge thing. Cause you don't really have, you know, like in rock music, you have a lot of transients, so you kind of hear. In classic sure. music, you're not really here. You have to feel it. You have to know it. Yeah. Feel it and know I think it. it's I think it's coming from that side, which is awesome. You kind of learn it, never never thought about it. Right. You just your internal metronome is just like gah, gah. Absolutely. And because it is it is weird with the click track because you know because with organic music, things can push and pull as they do. Um and you know, so you, maybe I'm not, I'm probably not going to do the same tempo that I was, but I'm going with everyone else as well. But there is also that like holding, like I'm, I'm the drummer. We're still sticking to this beat or we're all going together. We're all journeying on this thing together. Um, and so, but yeah, he, he like, I went to his house and he has like a sweet setup. Um, I want to say that we're great friends, but, um, he was very, very cool. And he's just like, I can't believe that you did that on on a first take. He goes, I've practiced playing a two a tr click track for years. I, I know what's why it's people struggle with that. So I learned that in a really fun way. I remember I was in the university and they allowed me to open the little studio in the university. So and I was practicing, experimenting a lot of different stuff. And I remember I found, I downloaded the um, lessons, like a like online lessons from Victor Wooten. That's my hero, like bass player. And I remember I studied that and he's like, that wasn't about recording. He said that was about the practicing. He said like playing, uh, not on a click. He said, play with a click. So he said, and oh, I yeah. imagined it just a hi-hat as a bass player. So I just start playing. Okay. If I hear the hi-hat and I just like jamming with it. So <laughs> right. it's just like, you just grew and you play a little behind a little before and i never thought like 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 you play in the classical music i just learned how to practice with the metronome and have it fun and that's sure. why a lot of people keep forgetting so you play with the click not on the click yes uh, that kind of with people it's kind of funny because it's like i remember we we played a show and it was kind of earlier on and they were having kind of like a, a after house after house party and um i think it was at Brid bridget's old house and um you know there was i don't remember who they were but there was a group of people and they were just you know you guys are awesome blah, blah blah you know and just started talking and i was, I was and i said yeah you know we've only and i think i told them the story of because i think they asked me how i play drum or how long have i played drums for and i was like I go, honestly, I haven't touched a drum, you know, besides 10 years. 10 years. And then prior to that, I was like, I just, I just taught myself. And I told him the story of, of like the 16 hours. Um, I don't even think it was two weeks, it, but it, um, and they were like, I remember this girl, oh, you're just one of those. You just have the talent, right? Like you're just gifted with God's musical ability. And I'm like, Okay. Yes, I didn't play for 10 years. 
And yes, I picked that up, but that that was I was in, you know, eighth, well, ninth, ninth, tenth grade, probably when I started really playing drums. And I go, I've been playing classical music since I was in fourth grade while everyone else was out in fucking playing dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking chasing the girls, circle jerking each other. Like, I mean, I just I was playing music. And so. I, and so I, and I didn't know how to really say, I was like, I, I don't really, I don't have natural talent like that. I, I'm not believing in talent. Talent, it's a, it's a, it's environment when you grow up. It doesn't matter how it happened. If you spend a lot of hours to play, you can pick it up quickly and you can play better. And people say, oh, you're just talented. Yeah. Hell no. I remember uh-huh. when I was a kid, I practiced in six, eight hours a day. People like playing with a ball, knocking to my window, like, hey, come on. Yep. And I with the tears, like, one mm-hmm. and two and and just yep. like playing that shit for hours absolutely it's not talent it's no. just like the way how you put it's, your work on it is a hundred percent priorities and i grew up in a in a kind of a space where one obviously i couldn't use a fucking computer or it'd take an hour to search anything that was useful um and then my we had a rule of 30 minutes of tv a day Unless we, yeah, unless we watch like a movie as a family, then obviously we would, you know, <laughs> want to watch it in 30 minute segments, but, but we were on our own a lot. Um, and that was 30 minutes a day. But so what did I do with the rest of that time? Yes, I played outside. I like rollerbladed. I don't know. Um, but I also played music. It was always there. And I, but I chose it. I did it. It didn't. I didn't stumble onto it. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I have this majestic voice and these fingers that just want to pluck something. And I just picked up a guitar and I was like, you put in time, and anything that you put in more time to, you're gonna do better at. And so, what was your the the craziest moment you uh, you've seen on stage? The craziest moment I've seen on stage. Or they happen to you on stage or happen you you've been the like what are you playing and something happening like whoa that's massive i remember just one of the story i remember i asked one musician like what's the craziest moment he like dude i was playing outside of the patio and just roof fell off oh fuck you like 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 whoa that <laughs> i'm not expecting that story but that that's fun <laughs> <laughs> and you're just playing like oh shit you know they just right. roof fall off right <laughs> I no roofs have fallen off <laughs> when I've played music, by the way. So I don't think I can top that. <laughs> That's a, um, I would say it was either playing at, I would say it was either one or the other, but it was either playing at um, Hogs and Dogs. And, you know, you get a lot of bikers, obviously, for the, the Hogs part of it. Um, and then, and so you had these guys and we weren't playing metal. We weren't playing a lot of other bands that were playing like heavy stuff. Yes. To cater to said bikers or, or, or whatever that, that, that space. And so we just played our own stuff, which, you know, and uh, every, almost every other one was 90% covers. And we were the complete opposite. I think we had one, maybe two covers, but they were completely different than the original. Like you had to 
really hear that to to piece that as a cover um and people came and they flocked and they would just sit there and listen and then i remember hearing one of the other band people and i don't know if it was sarcasm or what i i don't think it was it felt genuine but it was like he goes holy fuck that dude's like a professional drummer like and nobody really had heard of us or are playing that much unless you were like in the bars uh at the open mics which is a small group of people um and so and that you know we played at hogs and dogs again and we played at um i don't know why we play a lot of meat wiener places around here <laughs> well hot dog uh, uh hogs and dogs and then sausage fest uh we played sausage fest a couple times um so I would say that, that we played our, our organic stuff and it was received very, very well from people that I didn't think it was going to be, which doesn't sound that crazy, I guess. Unexpectable. It was unexpected. I thought like, not a fucking person here is going to like, <laughs> like, we're just going to have like parents of us being like you're doing awesome and everyone's like what the fuck is going on up there um so i have a question for for you as a so as a not as a mentor as a teacher or something but what kind of advice would you give to the next generation of musicians not just here in town but in general because it's going to be it's going to be interesting to hear from you because you come out from um that background it's i've never heard anyone come out and play music like you are so from your perspective it's going to be i think super important advice for people so that's why i'm asking you know i think it's 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 a hard question or it's a difficult kind of a question to just kind of i can't it's hard to blanket that with just a, a, a kind of a, a general answer but because you don't have to be general you just have to be you and what do you think from your perspective you can suggest it to the young generation okay um i would say honestly it goes back to playing and practicing as much as you can and I know that sounds like maybe cliche or, or like, again, kind of like, oh, yeah, you just practice and you play a lot. But I mean, it's not cliche because you need to know the tools to build a house. If you want to build a house and you don't know how to use a hammer, it's not going to work. You need to know that your tools, like your instruments. Right. And I would say you have to you have to get out of your I would say stop trying to be cool. And I think that a lot of, especially coming from the garage or coming from the like, oh, we have to have like the look and we have to have like the great band name and we have to, and this is our sound, which is fine. So people try to look better than they are kind of a thing. Absolutely. And yeah. you, can, it can, you can tell, you can see it right away when oh. you're like, I'm a, like a badass musician and he started playing like not being like too like, you know, like cocky, but like, ah. It is. And it's, it's, it comes as it's one, it's overcompensation, but it's also being young and, it, and it's, um, I mean, ambitious, ambitions, ambitions, it's cool. Yeah. Like you said, like, but it's, 
I feel like for especially younger, it's like to say, yeah, I'm in a band or, um, and it's, or it's to get girls or it's to, and so you kind of, you get, you're like, yeah, oh, I play guitar. I play drums. And you do. It's not great. It's not even good most of the time. <laughs> really? Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's because you're playing for an ulterior motive. If it's not something that you're doing for you because of it takes you away from whatever you're going through or um, it's something that you just I, – I want to say a lot – I mean even just listening – people who listen to a lot of music – a lot of times it is an escapism from the regular life. Um, and so if you're not doing it for you and you're not getting out of your comfort zone and trying other types of music, because if you think at a young age that you're just going to, you meet these other people, these two or three other people, and that we are going to become blink 182 back in the 90s and we're just gonna it's fucking highly unlikely and i don't want to crush your fucking dreams that's not what i'm trying to do <laughs> what i'm trying to do is just play for yourself play for yourself and because if you're playing for other people it will die it will die because you're never gonna please everyone and I think that's in life in general. If you are trying to please other people or trying to, uh, oh, I'm doing this to get X, Y, and Z or to do this, and you're not doing it um, for yourself, you can feel it. You can feel it 100% and everyone else can, whether consciously or not. And if you play, like I've, one of the, oh, the actually what I was going to say with the crazy um experiences besides hogs and dogs was playing with um oh shoot it was a mexican ska rock band do you uh he plays plays trumpet big guy eric eric mm -hmm. okay and they had played saxophone. saxophone but he played mm -hmm. saxophone excuse me um i got uh they were playing a show i wish i would remember the band name but literally it was like Hey, I think their drummer was either sick or couldn't do it anymore. And they said, Hey, we're looking for a drummer. We already kind of committed to a show at the Emeldus I am. Are you willing and able to do so? And I was like, sure. Never fucking played that in my entire life. And we had, they were like, yeah, we're going to practice like a week or two. For like, we're just trying to do the whole week. So that way it's everything is really locked down, everything like that. Everything kept messing up. Nobody could meet up. We met for one. Oh, and the other time I said, hey, do I have to bring a drum set? And I said, no, no, no. They have one there. Cool. Because bringing a drum set's a fucking bitch. <laughs> like if there's one that's <laughs> fucking there and all I have to do is bring cymbals and sticks. Great. Um, and so I went there and there wasn't. So house kid wasn't a thing there. No. So they like just played their stuff and I just listened. And so I absorbed it and they gave me, um, 
stuff that they had uh, already recorded or the originals of the covers that they were playing. Every fucking... And we played, a, I think, a two-hour set plus because there was like encores. Um, everything was in Spanish except for one song. I know a tiny bit of fucking Spanish. <laughs> and usually it's like... it's Cussing the, words. It's the cussing <laughs> words where I can probably count, I think, to like... Well, I could probably count to like 30. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah, pinche puta. I mean, I can, there's, I can pick up on stuff. But literally, it was only one song in English. And it came out to being, we practiced actual practice, and not even with all of the members there, one time before the fucking two-hour show. So it was all listening except for the one fucking practice. And so usually, but your German background will help you out to figure it out. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But there was a lot of things that were stuff that I just never done before. That I mean, that was all snare basically for the whole song. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was very fucking trying and very difficult, and um, we fucking killed it. People were fuck, not moshing, but people were fucking like going in circles, dance, like hardcore dancing um, to this stuff. And it literally, everyone was like, how long have you been playing with them for? Like, blah, 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 blah. You guys were fucking amazing. And I mean, it was a different vibe because a lot of times at the Emerald, I don't know if it's white people. <laughs> I don't know if it's like, but most people don't dance. Or you'll see like a small, like five or maybe 10 people dancing up there. They'll dance for a song and then they'll come back and sit down for the most part, right? Am I wrong? No, yeah, you're right. Okay. I maybe. I was I was the weird Ukrainian dude who like danced a whole night for a funk band and then like, this dude on drugs. But I was not even drinking that night. And then like, Serge, I like, if music is good, I'm going to be on the floor. Right. And, you know, it's odd. Something about here and I, and I, it has something to do with that. It's, I don't know if it, if people are just more. I think it's a cultural thing. Is it? Yeah, because I I've know like a lot of countries dance is a part of the party. It's like people dance and people having fun. It's just natural thing for a lot of people. But not here. I noticed not not here though. Not here, um, because even but even in California, there were but again, in my unit, I was pretty. I was like the I was the only white guy. Everyone was black, Haitian. Latino, Hispanic, um, and all around. And so when I, and a lot of people that were, that they lived in like LA or they lived within driving distance of where I was stationed at Camp Pelton. And so on the weekends, if I wasn't working, I don't want to be stuck at base. That's just not the fucking place you want to, because if you're just sitting there at the barracks, someone is going to come in and be like, oh, you have nothing to do, blah, 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 blah. And then they call it duty. It's like a 24-hour fucking thing. You have to stay up all night, all day, and you have to watch and just you just sit there. You're, oh, this, And you write some shit down because some fucking douchebag <laughs> PFC who just came into the Marine Corps jumped off the third-story deck and shattered his legs. God, fuck. God damn it. Okay. How do I, I have to explain this to someone? I don't know. He just fucking, he's an idiot. He's just a dumb fucking young kid who got really drunk at 18 and a half 
in the barracks <laughs> and he jumped on the third second deck. I don't know. And so I would always just, because if you leave the base, you go, uh, I'm in LA and someone, one of my uh, people that were in charge of me, NCOs or staff NCOs or officers, I we rarely get off calls from officers, but um, they'd be like, hey, someone didn't do this in X, Y, and Z. And um, we need you to come in to pull a duty or to do something dumb. And that's when either one, you don't answer your fucking phone or two, you answer it. Whether you're drunk or not, you answer it drunk. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we need you to come in. Uh, I don't know. Like, you just act like you're drunk. Because then they're not going to tell you to drive an hour or two hours wherever you're from and get a DUI. <laughs> they're be like, oh, fuck. Okay, we'll call someone else. So either way, I was always drunk no matter what. It's um, a little tip. A little tip in case someone just got in. Leave. You don't even have to go very far, but you can say that you're far and say that you're drunk. So, but like, if I if I get it the right, your story would try to pull it up. So, Sorry. you suggest to young kids to not be scared to go out of your comfort zone because you can learn a lot and you can. Uh, that's the way when you grow. It's yes. out of your comfort zone. Yes, be and that in life in general. And this is me talking to myself because there's still a lot of areas where I am not comfortable and it's fucking hard. It's not an easy fucking thing because, of course, we all, we're, you naturally want to be comfortable. But if you take the fucking risk, you don't care what other people fucking think about it. And even if you fucking end up on your ass and you fuck up a show, you learn something from it. You take away something that you can add to your core band and so then you can add other things add add other elements um and you can just become more well-versed in all of music because music i mean it's everything is con is connected but it's also very far apart i mean you have classical music but then you have people who um starts with the m uh hard rockers that are playing classical music but as hard rock it's the same fucking concept um and so i remember like a dan meyer uh he met he said really cool quote i i i called it a quote because he said it and i write it down right away he said he said he's like almost 79 years old and he said like one day he went to his garden and he said i just figured i learned from the bad stuff more than i learned from the good stuff which is it's can be can be a good thing. The one the only thing what I want to add, it just, I mean from my experience and from a lot of other musicians what I noticed, um, you when you feel resistance, it's just when you mindset mm -hmm. like I hey, don't do it. You know like when it's harder, when it's more resistance to yeah. do it, this is the right you path. This is the right way to go. Yeah. And it's everyone's like oh music is a joy and should be fun. And when you have problems, you're like ah, screw it, maybe it's not my thing. No, that's the right way. As soon as you feel resistance, like, oh, I'm doing the right direction. Absolutely. Um, because it's pushing you into, no matter what you do, even for my son, um, who's three, going down a fucking, a, a big slide. At first, it's scary as shit. And you don't want to do it and you're going to fucking feel that resistance and you're going to be like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Ah, and he will. 
And then when he does it, he's like, let's do it again. And he's amped. Yeah. And you see it, <laughs> right? And same with music. Once you dive into it and once you get more comfortable being in the uncomfortable, that's the only best. That's why guys go into the gym night, find the local gym nights, go and play music and just they will they'll help. Yeah. You're going to suck. We've all sucked. I can't tell you how much I've sucked. I how much I've sweated, how much when I first was singing solo when my voice was uh, I mean like and you just walk off saying like I'm never showing my face here again or I've completely messed up or I didn't stop at the right times on drums and I'm still going and you can either it's perspective. You can either choose to be oh my gosh, I'm never doing this again. This is fucking terrible. I don't want to feel this fucking way. Or you can fucking laugh it off and learn from it. It's all perspective. Do I learn from this or do I run from this? Yeah, and all of us have those moments. All of us. Absolutely. Even though for me, I'm not trying to show off and not being cocky. I never have a stage fright, you know. I I I remember one time fucking I remember one time I was hammered. When I usually drunk and play. It's not happened often, but when I drunk and play. Oh, so so we're we're telling lies now. We're telling lies. Okay. I usually play. So if you close your eyes, you never see I'm noticed. You know you not notice that I'm drunk. But I remember like a couple of times when I passed that line and I play like a shit. And I remember like people who like they respect me and we're like, like how it sounds and I was like, how it sounds. And they're like, Yeah, that was that was great, that was cool. And I know it's not because it was like horrible. Yeah. And it's like it's not taking me any bad feeling. It's like, oh, it doesn't work. So it's a lesson learned. Don't do that again because it's not gonna help. Sure. And then and then you probably will do it again. Yeah. Because we're human. (laughs) Yep. And we're not as smart as we think we are. And we succumb to one, you're gonna be playing at bars, peer pressure. Oh, take fucking shots and let's and then we and there's other people too who can fucking pound drinks or any other substances for that matter and go up and just fucking play beautifully and like and you're like well if he can do it I can no the fuck he cannot <laughs> that is a special fucking thing he, they've probably been playing for a long time or maybe he just got lucky or he she and so I would just say just. If it makes you happy, it has to be something that you can't go without and to keep going. And even if it's not something that you are going to do as a career wise, it's something that can help with your your mental health. And for me, especially, um, that's what it's about. I've seen the other day, uh, Bill Withers. Uh, it's a great musician. Uh, and I've mm-hmm. seen his, like, when the Stevie Wonder put him in the Hall of Fame and his speech. Uh, he started playing music when he was 32 years old. Uh, wow. Yeah, he was, like... It's late re- in the game, right? Re- re- regular dude. And, like, yeah. nobody can believe in that. But, yeah, he start, he made his album, and that was a huge album. That was, a, I mean, in the 70s, there was a pop music, but it's yeah. kind of a soul R&B yeah. stuff. He's the album, the Ain't On Sunshine was in the album. And the Grandma's Hands. Those like, those the groove. Those are so, and that Grooves, dude. (laughs) And he said, uh, he, the way how he did it, he just did it because of love of that. And he like, dude, because of love, but never 
uh, never bet your life on this as to make as a business. Right. If it's work out, it work out. Right. If not, at least you're gonna be happy. That that's a good. I also have a two question, two more questions for you. Fuck. All right. <laughs> uh, one is, um, if you if you have a chance for to hang out with one person from whole history, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be a musician. Not who will be who it would be and why. It might. It might either be. It might, it might be Hitler, which is fucked, right? That is not what anyone or you or Dude, me. I've, I've, I've heard so many answers, but so you're not the weird one. But it's uh, a little probably, weird. But it's a little. It's probably on the weirder side. <laughs> yeah, I get. I get. If, it. I, if I had to tally <laughs> all of the other people, what the responses were, it probably wasn't that. I think because anything that you do in life doesn't just happen instantaneously or doesn't happen off of one action or doesn't happen off of one thought. It takes you a while, positive or negative, to get there. Nobody ever is just like, holy fuck, I'm 600 fucking pounds. And you have, it, it, it's, you, people are actually still surprised because they're like, how did I get here? It's the day-to-day -day stuff. And I think that you can learn from just as much, if not more, from your mistakes than you can from your victories and from your wins in life. So, but why, why Hitler? Because I can't ever imagine doing the things that he did. Um, and, but at the same time, convincing by his words, an entire nation that he's doing the right fucking thing in such a terrible fucking way. Um, I was surprised how like how powerful is that? Because whole nation, it, there wasn't like drugs or something. There was adult sober people, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do it. This is right." Yeah, that that was. And the last one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it might be. It might be a little. Um, a lot of people think it's weird, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I, I've never known you to not hold back on a weird <laughs> fucking question or thought, so don't start now. Why do you play music? <laughs> hmm. That's a harder question than I thought it would be. Um, I think kind of for the... One of the reasons would be for my own mental health, and it's something that is always been like, I don't even care what the instrument is. If I'm going to suck, if there's an instrument, I have never learned or been able to play anything like brass or anything that you have to use your mouth at. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> fucking weird. Um, but at my shop or wherever, uh, and it probably is not sanitary, especially with COVID going on. But if there is like a trumpet or a saxophone or if there's any fucking thing, an instrument of any kind, I'm playing it. I'm going to sound like shit. I don't even, I can play some on the fucking trumpet. But I'll, it's something that is also ingrained in me. But I also know that um, no matter who you are, that... Music can touch you and it can touch you in so many, in, in whatever aspect that you want it to. 
If you were angry and you just want to fucking punch people in the face, there's music for that. If there is heat, there's healing music like, um, like Dan Meyer did. Dan Meyer is bringing back, uh, people out of comas. That's fucking insane. Um, and it's well documented that, you know, if, even if you listen to classical music, you're going to do better on your tests for school. If you play it, you're more than likely going, it, it uses, it takes the, the two hemispheres in your brain and we are all usually either left dominant or right dominant, but it takes that and it fucking pushes it together. And you have to use both of those parts. Um, and I think that it supersedes anything else like man-made or um, it does. It touches it touches your soul. I mean, I've I go to electronic. I, I've been to almost every type of different music, some type of show or festival or whatever. And you know, I've seen people crying. Um, I've seen people just happier than they've ever been. And they just let go of what's in their regular life. And so um, I think it is, I can feel the energy off of people if it is something that they enjoy, or even if it is for a fucking three minute song for someone to turn off the internal voice that is going on in your head for that moment and to be in this moment and escape and enjoy something and just take it in. I think that's a blessing for, for anyone, for everyone. I don't know anyone that just doesn't listen to music. I can't name one person, even if it's just clicking the radio on the fucking car, even if it is just to not be, awkwardly in a silent place i know i don't and so it's powerful i can you can reach the entire world if if you you can and so that's a pretty powerful i don't know any other state i mean from sports to anything else i mean that's very i mean america football granted there's football other places um yeah, because music was around like before peop people start building houses. They play music before the normal civilized civil life was yeah. existing. So music always haven't been around. Probably, and I, I probably you can fact check. You know, I have no fact check me. I'm maybe I'm just pulling out my ass, which is probably ninety percent of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even. May, probably before there is even real communication verbally between people, I can make sounds. I can, I mean, I can fucking click fucking two rocks together. I can do, I, I, their instruments have been around for so long. It is something that has never left. And it makes, no matter what religion, creed, race, anything like that, it, um, it's always been around and it, it it does something more than talking and more that it can say more. It's a different level of communication. Absolutely. It can say more uh, in a song and make you feel different emotions than talking for fucking two or three hours or whatever the fuck <laughs> this is. Um, That's a great answer. Yeah. 
thank you, Zach. Thanks for finding time today to talk to us. And thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me. This was uh, a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you guys. See you next time. Bye.